Yes. Right, as you mean to go on with more coffee. Yeah. I've stocked up with two pints. I think it's a pint of coffee. Yeah. At Don't like coffee. 20 to 7 in the evening. Yeah. It's not, it's 20 to 7 in the evening in your time zone. <laughs> yeah, true. In my time zone, it's tomorrow. Ugh. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I've been, I've been awake too long. That's what's yeah. happened to me. <laughs> my body clock just flipped over. I go through these random phases. Is it diet? Is it something to do with the way? I think it's just my brain just turns on for a bit and my, yeah. my body's so un- unnerved by that whole process. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this brain doing? <laughs> so just my subconscious starts doing stuff and my brain's just like waiting patiently in, in a GP's office. Just like <laughs> reading magazines, being like, can we sleep now? It's like, no, not yet. There's still yeah. a couple of people in still front of you. Waiting to see the doctor. We're <laughs> <laughs> waiting to see the next dimension, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, flip over the entire weekend and went completely opposite. So like, yeah, going to bed at like 11 in the morning, waking up at 10 at night. And then um, every day is like, I'll power through and I'll just work through the day being tired. Yeah. And uh, got a little bit here, a little bit, gained some ground, lost some ground. And then today it was just like, I had enough. I had like some doctor stuff and some gym stuff to do today. So managed to stay awake and then do this. But mm. pretty much immediately after this, I'm going to sleep. Are after you, the drive. You, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're going home first. Yeah, so I'm going to try and drink lots of coffee to get me through and then get home. <laughs> no, just and collapse. Yeah, feed the dog. Apologise profusely to the dog that he's going to have to watch me sleep for another, I don't know, however many hours. I haven't been like that for a while. I used to do those nights and days and stuff like when, when I was at uni because time didn't matter when you were yeah. at uni. Like, there was no real consequence to anything going wrong. You were in a weird kind of <laughs> bubble. Like, nothing, life, yeah. life didn't matter as, as, it was as much as important as you thought it was. It just, it wasn't. Nothing you did mattered. So, like, it was okay to go in on, like, zero sleep and then at 10 o'clock be like, well, that's one lecture. I've probably got two more, but I'm tired. I'm just going to go home and sleep. Yeah. Well, it's just, you realize that you can get away with, vaguely looking like you're paying attention whilst being <laughs> yeah. absolutely unconscious. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, the majority of my conscious life as an adult is doing just that. Yeah. <laughs> Am I perceived to be awake? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's half the battle. <laughs> yeah. Just to go the fucking Tom and Jerry route of painting eyes on your eyelids and you're all good to go. <laughs> yeah, I think I managed to perfect. I had like a, a I, can't, I think the hat's got a kind of name. But it was like a Soviet, yeah, big eared um, hat, like a deer stalker, but all fur, yeah, kind of thing. And it served perfectly as hat and pillow. <laughs> so just, just get into a lecture or whatever, and then just like find a position and just fall asleep. Yeah, because I, I was working out so much back then, I could just grab like a like half an hour of just like pure amazing sleep. Yeah, and then wake <laughs> up and be like, oh, brilliant. Oh, there was this one, there was one lecturer who hated me sleeping throughout all of his lecture. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was, it was, I can't remember what it was called. It was like TV and something. Right. And it was like analysing quality television and like doing right. presentations on quality yeah. television. And then I think you had to come up with a pilot. I think. <laughs> this was part of something? drama. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had a bomb. We, we were burning the village murals in our back garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
And I think the films you playing, I had a premise for a show. And the show was Cloverfield-esque. Yeah. Before Cloverfield. Yeah. Of like, you find a bunch of home movies, like family videos, video cams and stuff like that. And when you piece them together, if you watch them in succession, you see a storyline come out about, you know, abusive relationship or yeah. know, um, uh, marriages breaking up, cheats, yeah. although that, that kind of thing kind of occurring back when, back when nobody used to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I remember, I remember not paying attention in any of his classes because one of the things about his class was every week someone does a presentation about yeah. a TV show, which involves watching an hour's worth of TV and then the next week doing a presentation on it. So 50% yeah. of his lectures were sat watching Six Feet Under or <laughs> The Sopranos or that's, Dexter. Or, and that's not terrible. But yeah, like, but it's just like, I've seen these. I'm yeah. just going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but then when it came around to that, he quite liked my idea because he obviously saw me as this, like, this douchebag guy just comes in and sleeps in my lectures. doesn't really do anything. I was like, actually, I've got, I've got quite an idea that will change the world. And he was like, oh, it sounds great. And then when it came to it, I think I did it in like an hour. Because that's how I did uni. Well, all my work, I just did it within one hour. Yeah. <laughs> so I made like a whole show, pilot, it was 10 minutes long, just yeah. in an hour. And one of the, <laughs> one of those scenes was just me starting to have sex with, with, with my girlfriend at the time. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was meant to be like an abusive relationship. It was like caught on camera in this, yeah. in this situation. And, uh, yeah, she, she freaked. She, she didn't like being punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like miming punching next to her to kind of show that frustration. She yeah. like, freaked out, like genuinely. It was like, you said you wanted to. All right. Well, never mind. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify, no one was actually hurt. No. And no. it was all just, yeah, it's fine. It was just like a staged thing, but. Your version of staged kind of frightened her, even though she knew about it. Well, it's just my level of intensity. When I was yeah. seeing House of the Rising Sun, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people look like, okay, fair yeah. enough. You can hear it and, echoing across the fields. Yeah, or people are like, just let it all out, just scream. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had a sports massage thing today and just like, yeah, I still have it. <laughs> and I you were still... singing House of the Rising <laughs> Sun. <laughs> No, I st- <laughs> what actually happens, I always find something to channel it, because the humour always makes it less painful, yeah. or at least alleviates the pain a little quicker. So when I, I just I hear myself making noises, and the noise that I made was the noise when Ryu gets knocked out in Street Fighter 2. Right. So it's like, Ugh, Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I hear that, and then I laugh, and then I was like, let's do all the Street Fighter noises. Blaze! <laughs> what's, what's the uh, what's the guy one I can't remember he throws a boomerang I can't remember I, can't. I, I didn't I'm grow up tired. with Street Fighter I grew up with like Mortal Kombat and um, well, I did the Mortal Kombat stuff as well I was going to salute they did the whole circuit <laughs> Sonic yeah. Boom that's what it was yeah there we go Sorry. Yeah. yeah it's bugging me in my head yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so we yeah, that's all I did at uh, university was just kind of drop in and kind of appear conscious while soaking up knowledge, but yeah. never putting it to any good use because <laughs> I would just rush through it in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my, I think most of my essays were written the night before. Yeah. The trouble is if you find out you can, if, if you can get a two one by doing it the night before, 
you're always going to do it the night before. Well, you're guaranteed a third if it's grammatically adequate. <laughs> well, I think was the basic. I didn't want to get a third, but no. like, but I, I really didn't care. <laughs> so, you just didn't want to be at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just happy living, living, living in my own, my own weird place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but speak. I was thinking about that earlier. To be fair, um, the kind of. It's weird the drive you have when you're in, in that age, like when you leave home and start university. Yeah. Because you kind of, I think most people get stuck in the rebelling phase of, you know, secondary school and uh, oh. I like this music, I'm going to start cutting myself, that kind of thing. I get kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You see, I don't know whether it's, I, th- I can't remember whether I've told this story. I had, a, I, had a, I had at least one friend who used to cut himself quite a lot. And. Oh, he's just in this phase. He just, he just keeps <laughs> cutting himself. He's, he cut his arm off. Yeah. It's just but a phase. Grow back. It's just, I, I really don't, whenever I feel myself being, uh, manipulated, mm. I, I just actively am not manipulated. I'm actively indifferent. Yeah. So if somebody's like shut, because I think he showed me his cuts to try and like I'm cool and I'm I'm, I'm mysterious mm. yeah. and like you know I'm damaged and I'm dark and I just just laughed and oh, that's hilarious and then <laughs> <laughs> and then be like have you ever thought about doing any like weird patterns or something like that? I've got a Stanley knife in my car so, yeah so one night we we stayed up and, and cut him like a tree of life into his chest. <laughs> Fucking hell. Filled it with vinegar and pepper and stuff like that. But you see, this, the more that he wanted to provoke a reaction out of me, yeah. the more I just didn't give him any reaction. I was like, yeah. this is just like going to Tesco. It's the me. thing, like, there, there is, there, there is a difference. Like, when someone's <clears> doing <throat> it because of, uh, usually there's, there's like a mental thing attached to it. Yeah. It's about having control and having power. That's why you see it a lot in teenagers because they don't really have a lot of control. Releasing endorphins as well. Think, yeah. Yeah. Um, and typically you're not proud of it. It's not something mm. you display and show off. It's not, it's not a look at me kind of thing. So when people start showing them to you and it's, and it's not in any way coerced, mm. the, it is, it does seem like an element of just like, ooh, yeah, like trying you, to provoke. Yeah, exactly. And you, but, and, and you, you see it in high school as well. People would do, people would like, in my school had this thing of like drawing on themselves with compasses. <laughs> Did you have that? <laughs> like they would like purposely like scrape like smiley faces into the their hands case. and like, <laughs> like magic marker. No highlighter. No yeah. big. No, <laughs> I'm going for the compass. Yeah. But like and like weird kind of like you know, done the thing with the with a lighter where they 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 light they hold it lit for a while and then they press it into themselves and it makes like a smiley <laughs> face burn like but okay. that's not it is self harming but it's not self harming it's not like the it's not to the extreme yeah it's, it's acting there's, out there's no there's no mental issue behind that it's just it's like being angry and punching a wall you're not like, yeah it's not like self-harming it's just yeah indirect it's, I guess. yeah it's something else but like yeah so and yeah so that there's there's definitely a difference between the two but like it's weird that something like that can cause so much scarring sometimes like I, you, you bump into people who yeah they're not trying to they're not trying to hide the fact that they've got cut scars yeah 
um, and you kind of like, <laughs> it's just, I just find myself tuning into it a little bit more. I yeah. tend to hear, oh, there's a bit of a wobble in their voice. Like maybe they've still, maybe they still perform these kind of things and yeah. still trying to figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, while That's they don't thing. display this, this, this it, post about it. It's this like, wasn't me saying like, oh, well, if people have them on display, then they're obviously just doing it for show. Like that's, mm. that's not it. It's when people are like, look at this, look what I've done. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, oh, if you walk along the street and see someone with scars on their wrist or something, you'd be like poser. Like it's, <laughs> it's not it's not like that at all. Yeah. So if someone was really into Bob Dylan, <laughs> like let them listen to it in the street, like they're listening to the street. But if they came up to you and said, I know Bob Dylan's birthday, <laughs> you'd, you'd be like, like all yeah, right, <laughs> I've got Wikipedia as well. <laughs> no, but I know it. I know it. Know it. I've carved <laughs> it into my arm in a, with a compass. Yeah, I burn it into my forehead. <laughs> I know which it. way's north. <laughs> All right, I carved a compass into my arm. <laughs> it's the wrong type of compass, man. It's yeah. a compass. It's a compass. It's a compass. Yeah. It hurt more. It's blunt. <laughs> you try it. <laughs> Never eat shredded. Ah, oh, pain. But yeah, it's weird that kind of because everyone gets in that rebellious rebellious phase that goes through a point where they think about rebelling or trying to find their own identity. Yeah. And then when you go to university, it's very much a um, I think we spoke briefly last week about the whole Jordan Peterson heaven and hell thing. I can't remember whether we did, but mm. having that kind of spectrum of what you desire and what you anti-desire, like what you yeah. what, what you do not want to occur and what you want yes. to occur, being able to um, actualize that. Yeah, yeah. When and that at, at that young age, when you have that, when I had that first like moving away thing, you had very much the right. I've moved away. I've now got everything's potential, everything's possible now. Mm. What do I not want to do? I don't want to do this, this, this. What do I want to do? I want to do this. It's very crystallized in your head. And then as time goes on, if not enough stuff happens, that's when you kind of get dispersed, low energy, and those kind of gets disconnected. Yeah. Which brings me on to um, something that happened this week that I've, I think is weird. Um, I, I think it's one, I, I've been thinking about it for a while. I don't like the the fad of it but something one comment um done it and i haven't written down his name uh i think it's john mahaney john mahoney right who was the father in fraser oh and did a whole bunch of yes big films yeah, yeah he yeah, passed yeah. away he, he passed at away 77 on, on sunday yeah yeah and it's another celebrity death and mm. there's lots you always get kind of a coverage of a celebrity has died yeah but the way one the way that they're always done it always seems so dis this feels tacky to me. Mm. One, because it, this might just be me being petty, but they say, you know, oh, you know, John Mahaney died, rip. You know, mm. it's like, you, why why are you saying rip? Oh, because it's short for rest in peace. Like, mm. yeah, but you're not carving it into granite anymore. You can type rest in peace if you want. <laughs> you don't, don't, you know, don't, if you want to want someone to rest in peace, don't just make the sound of of a beast man farting. <laughs> like it doesn't let, let one rip. It's like the, don't don't let don't let their flatulence rest in peace. It's like just can you put a little bit of effort into the memorialism that you're trying weird, attempting actually. to do? Because I don't have a hang up with R.I.P., but I do have hang ups with people being like LOL, like just fucking. Laugh. Well, it's just I just read it every time. It's rip. It's like yeah. it's a word. Like yeah. the only reason, that, and again, it's probably just being pedantic or petty or whatever but it's like the only reason it is r.i.p is because it was cheaper than to carve rest in peace yeah so is it cheaper for you to yeah. copy and paste rip than it is yeah. to type rest in peace like what's what's going on uh, but one of the things that surrounded um his death one tweet i think i saw tweet 
I think someone posted was that apparently John Mahoney, I hope I'm saying his name right because I've said it like five times. John Mahoney. John Mahoney is, um, he started acting when he was 37. Uh, he so, was in his, he was in his 40s, I think. Well, maybe that was when like he got his big break or whatever. Um, but the point was, he's invited to some theatre. Starting company. late is the yeah. kind of thing. And they yeah. were saying like, this guy that we all love and treasure and is a national icon and done all these great things started at a late age, 37, mm. 40, whatever. Like, yeah. so therefore you should do what you want to do because the, the classic trap is if I haven't done anything by the time, was it 27, yeah. which yeah. is when because everybody loves when Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse killed themselves. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just so fucking weird. Well, it, 27's we, magic number. We're just a very youth centric culture. It's all yeah. about the youth. The young, the, the, if you haven't done something at the point where you don't really know anything about the world, then you're never going to do anything, which I, I just, I, I don't get it. Like, well, I think, I think there's a long delay in, um, in, in interfacing into the world or mm. getting involved in the world. You see that they raised the age of children. <laughs> what? The scientists, you know, scientists. Oh, they've, yeah, yeah, they've raised the age, the technical age of adolescence. To what? To 25. What? Yeah, because the, there was a lot of different factors in it. I'll try and look up in a minute. But, um, yeah, like, because of the age, people still living with parents, people being financially um, secure, more people going to university, lots of different factors coming in where they go, you still haven't hit the point of being an adult. Right. Which I kind of agree with, right? I, I wouldn't think I was an adult when I was 21. But is that not more of a socioeconomic situation? Like, if you go to another country, then it's where uh, people are leaving home at, like, 18 or whatever, mm. are they then considered adults still at 18? Like, well, yeah, scientifically? I mean, I think, yeah, because I think if you go to... If an American comes over here when they're 20, mm. they're definitely treated more adult than if they were in America. Yeah. Because you're allowed to drink. You're yeah. allowed to do lots more things. But then... So then you so could... So there's definitely a different way in terms of countries treating... And it yeah. probably is by so, country. But then if you the can case. differentiate between, well, that's a child and that's not a child, but they both can't fulfill the same age range then you can't change the entire age range of what a child is well, you say well like well this you, 25 is a child but this one isn't yeah but what you're arguing there is this whether whether there is an absolute yeah universal age but that's what i believe like, science is it's a it's a universal, universal truth uh well you're wrong <laughs> okay <laughs> We won't get into it right yeah, now. No. But, it's yeah. not the point. It's not the yeah. point. So just for argument's sake, let's yeah. say, because I haven't got the article in front of me, but yeah. I know that they did it. Say they did that for specific countries. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it implies that either one, I mean, we're living longer as well. Like, I guess, like in terms of brackets of mm. life, adolescence is going to get a bit longer if your life expectancy goes up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely, there was definitely a time when you were an adult when you were 14 in 1910. Yeah. Because there were 14 year olds desperate to sign up for the First World War. Yeah. And people, you know, 14 year olds killing themselves because they couldn't sign up or they got caught or whatever. Yeah. It's like a different kind of attitude. There's a, di there was a different mental attitude, whether it's good or bad. Mm. I don't care. It's just, it, it was a different form of attitude then. So to see that now change and kind of do that. So, yeah, they changed the age of adolescence to be a little bit older. So I think they're trying to, starting to move away from focus on the, the young. 
Mm. I mean, just that tweet alone, like saying that, well, this guy was 37 and he still, and then he started chasing his dreams. It's like, well, 37 is not that old. No. Like, are you saying that anyone older than 37 shouldn't do this? Obviously they're not, but it's implied that like, wow, this guy was really old when he started doing something he liked. Hmm. Like, so there's definitely kind of a, fo- there was, there has definitely been a focus towards young people and young creatives, suicides. Although I can't remember, I don't think Jimi Hendrix was a suicide, was he? I think he was an overdose. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. I think yeah. It was an overdose. Yeah, so I don't think it's just suicide. It is 27, isn't it? 27 was, was, is the magic number when all these people died. Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse are the only ones that probably, I don't know, Spice Girls, I don't know. Mm. They're coming back actually. Nice. Yeah. Because why not? It's, it's not raining men or money for Jerry Halliwell anymore, it seems. No. What a quip. What a quip. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew more about Jerry Halliwell. I don't. Uh, I she don't. had a song called, um, it's raining men. She did, it was a cover. <laughs> <laughs> it was in some romantic comedy film that I watched when I was a teenager and thought like, this is what love is. This is what love is. I can't remember what it was. I, I yeah, it was probably know. like Love Actually or something like that, yeah. or Notting Hill or something. Uh, One of those bland. This is a. This is a very. I'm, I'm not going to get into. I'm getting angry and I'm tired. I don't understand why you. I, the Spice Girls. I understand them as a brand. They're like yeah. they're a very popular brand. But then go and make them do something else. Like they can't sing. The fucking yeah. one yeah. of them can. And you can tell because she still does. The rest Which, of... Is that what? The, the Scary Spice? No. Because <laughs> it's got names. Yeah. <laughs> no, is it Scary? Or or the Scary you... one or the Sporty one? Or the Baby one? <laughs> no, not the Posh one. <laughs> no, or the Ginger one. Ginger Spice. <laughs> ginger. <laughs> what is she? What does she do? I don't know. <laughs> She's Ginger. <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you have to get with my friend. This is before Tinder. This yeah. is just, if you want to be my lover, just you know, message me. You have to get with my friends, which makes sense because everyone's got an ugly friend, and someone always has to take the fall for them. <sighs> right. Uh- <laughs> I I just like how out of character that was for the podcast for you on the podcast. Like I don't, I don't, I don't I've, heard, I've heard that side of Steve before, but I don't think the podcast. <laughs> So just let that let that sit for a minute. Um, talk about, um, talk no, about Mel C. Mel C is the one that can still sing. Mel C. Mel and she C still does. Sporty Spice, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She did that, um, the Moonlight, Dancing in the Moonlight. She did a cameo in that. I have no idea. Yeah, she did. Dancing in the Moonlight. Yeah. Dancing in the Moonlight, everybody. No, she didn't. She did. <laughs> did she? Yeah. Top loader. I don't. I don't know. The music video was of like an IKEA house. Oh no, that was Brian Adams. Um, yeah, baby, uh, baby, when you're gone. It's a good song. Oh, was it that one? Baby, when you're gone. Oh, maybe she was in that one then. Yeah, yeah, she was in that one. Oh, okay. And then well, recently then. she did one. With... Why? Why are they both the same? <laughs> For some reason, I don't they're know. both exactly the same. <laughs> she did one with Josh Groban recently. Who? I... Josh Groban. <laughs> I think it's Josh Groban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the pianist. I can't Sing, remember. Pianist actually. singer guy who does like he's done a lot of comedies, like skits. Yeah, in like 
charity stuff. But it's, it's fine, <laughs> quite funny as a as a name. It's got fans. They're called Grobanites. <laughs> that's a, that's the that's least attractive name for anything. What's, what was the name for the fan of a Spice Girl? Was it the nutmegs? <laughs> <laughs> the cinnamon. The cinnamon. <laughs> All spice. <laughs> <laughs> they must have had a name. If you're a Spice Girl fan, the Spice. No, they just they were just <laughs> they're just kids. They didn't. They had a movement. It was like oh, girl power. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't have a fan club. That's a think. huge, huge pet peeve for me. Like in terms of pop music, yeah. one I don't. I like. I would. I would be concerned if the majority of the population shared my beliefs mm. or my interests in music. I'd be like, why is everyone agreeing with me? <laughs> <laughs> so I find that weird as a premise anyway that yeah. some people subscribe to pop music, but more so, I've always find it interesting to think about the non-singers in a pop song. Because the basis is usually just bum, 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 bum. And then the drummer is just a digital sound bite. Yeah. So it's just like that. So, but if they perform live, there's a band who has to play their music. That's yeah. like the drummer just fucking hitting one, one, one yeah. drum again and again and again and again. Having such a great and time. And the singer is so, um, f- confused as to what they should be doing during this musically unchallenging song. That they have to dance. <laughs> Can you imagine any? Think of your musical heroes. Yeah, who you believe are so are incredibly musically talented and goes reach forth and 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 and, and serenade some kind of soul and feeling out of thin air. Do you think they do like a hopscotch and like <laughs> you know the circuit dancing or whatever it was called? Like what was that? What was that other band West? Not. Who did uh, Stop Right Now, Thank You Very Much, but I'm waiting for somebody with a human touch. That's Spice Girls again. Was it? Yeah. Well, steps, that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> right, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, was it called circuit dancing? I did, I did Like dance. line dancing. Maybe it's line dancing I'm thinking of. Circuit dancing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just line dancing with a soldering iron. <laughs> I'm conducting! <laughs> but yeah, there, I think there was something different when you did it in a square. I did I did first and second grade dance with merit, I think. I can't remember. I did I did tap and ballet when I was like... You did tap? Very young. I really wanted to do tap. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm glad I didn't, in, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. No, by the time I was like four or five, I'd stopped doing everything. By the everything. time you learned to walk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great tap dancer. <laughs> Look at him laying on his back, choking on his own vomit. Oh, it's great. Yeah, he's got tap shoes on. <laughs> no, mum and dad thought it was it, like they said it encourages like balance and coordination and that, and it's a good thing to do for like when you're very young. So they just tap dancing, down. fair enough. Dancing in general, yeah, I guess. energy. Yeah. yeah, and then there was like gymnastics as well. Most I I had more hobbies between the age of naught and seven than I had between seven and thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think mean, my dancing thing was just like an after school club. I was a big fan of after school clubs. I, see, I, I never I did get, that. No, no. I, I, yeah, I did a whole bunch of them actually. I was very structured. Mm. It was just like I just if I go home and just get bored. <laughs> you know, I'd just be like, I, I'd like, <laughs> my brain gets really f- fixated on something and I burn through it and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I can do that now. 
And I'm like, oh, well, now what do we do? Yeah. So now I'd be like, I'd be the most annoying friend. So like, do you want to come round? I came round yesterday. Yeah, but you can come round now. <laughs> <laughs> and just have, I was a psychotically weird kid. But uh, yeah, trying to, um, my mum my would just be like, ah, just do that. And then she'd hang out with the mums and there'd be a whole circuit of people. Mm. So that's the only reason I did it. And they'd burn off energy, I guess. Yeah. But uh Yeah. Yeah, so trying to hide the fact that you're not really singing that much with moving your legs. <laughs> <laughs> moving your legs and dancing to the beat. <laughs> but it's it's kind of out of fashion now, but all... But it keeps coming back. I think all, Britney all Spears bands, song. Yeah, yeah, but she's kind of... More doing it as like a relive of the glory days. Like, there's no new. All the glory days of left, right, left, right. (laughs) There's no shave head, drop baby. (laughs) Left, right, left, right. There's no like new bands coming out who are like, okay, we've got to nail this dance routine. Like, there, singing has become more of a thing now. And if you're a band now, if you're if you're a pop band now, you'll find that everybody can sing. Which never used to be the case. It was more more about well, image and the you, show. So by that logic, does would One Direction not dance? I don't think so. I think they just. I'm a, I assume they would. It's like I assume them and Justin Bieber would dance. But you might be right. They, so not doing like, it as much my 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 general kind of thing of uh, of boy bands over the past ten years, and and it very rarely deviates from this, is that they start the song sitting down, <laughs> and then. Um, then the, someone, and they, someone they walks stage... around behind them and says either duck or goose. <laughs> if they say goose, <laughs> they pandemonium. All <laughs> no, they all start sitting down, um, and b- because it's made for TV, so they don't need to move. Like the camera moves to them, and they do their own little bit of performance art while they're sitting down right. in a chair. And then there's a key change about three quarters of the way through the song, and they all stand up, and then they all walk forwards. And the lights, song ends. the lights float up. Yeah, they were down in the spotlight, yeah. and then they shine up That's to it. introduce yeah. everyone into the afternoon on the audience and everything like that. And then the next song, it resets, and they're back on the stools. And, <laughs> and it, sit back it's down. just yeah, it's just <laughs> oh, they're all excited again. Get sit down. It's sit just down. the Give shit lollipop. over and over again. But they're like, it's not so much about the dancing now. Um, whereas, like every boy band or no, girl it's how band, how slowly or they can get up out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gone in the opposite direction. <laughs> Let's watch them struggle to get out of their chair at the mm. right point. Yeah, it's all about quad strength now. Just <laughs> see, <laughs> leaning power. <laughs> no, every pop band in the nineties, they all had dance routines. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Well, how can they sing?" It's like. They can't. <laughs> yeah, they they're, can't. They're That's not. why they're dancing. They put, they stick a mic to them and then they play the track in the background yeah. while they dance. So they and didn't then, have bands. Everyone's then, like, where's the music coming even from? Even more so, the dancing wasn't really dancing. It was just memorizing where to walk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, let's go back five, seven, eight, and left five, yeah. seven, eight. Hands on my head, then on my legs. <laughs> like, it's, it's not like, yeah, you're not pirouetting. There's no, there's not like dance skill here. The best dancers in the world aren't backup dancers. No. You know, it's just, you know, remember how to do this and do it in synchronicity. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a skill to it. But it's not like this is this isn't impossible to learn if you are able to understand a little bit of music. Mm. Like if you have a beat about you, you can probably do some dancing. Yeah, 
just have this just do it it's just be fine <laughs> but uh yeah so even if you are 37 you know you can still be britney spears <laughs> that's basically what i'm saying yeah about rip you know celebrity death yeah um local news stoke i saw this and that's i thought very this was funny yeah uh, a woman has died after being pulled out of a canal was it was this woman a fish <laughs> no Oh, right. just a 60-year-old woman living in a canal. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so it, she'd it, been in there for so long that she'd learned to breathe the water? It or? doesn't say. Oh, right. It just implies that she was very happy when in a canal. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and then, you know, they took her out. And, oh, this alien natural world, I'm going to die. <laughs> so the canal was more hospitable and more habitable than Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, Staffordshire and Worcestershire Canal. Um, she was in her 60s, hmm. taken to Royal Stoke, but died later that evening. Uh. Police are investigating and said the man, also in his 60s, is helping them in their inquiries. I think she was like an, an, an not, not, not an ambrosia, an amoeba who split. So she just cloned herself <laughs> out of the canal. A strange, identical 60-year-old man is helping with the investigation. You can't just call someone a fucking amoeba. (laughs) (laughs) She's not an insult. She can't survive outside of a canal. (laughs) You're a fucking amoeba. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this this 60-year-old man with you? Oh, is he your love of your life? No, he's probably just a clone. Yeah. He probably just spawned off of you. Kind of thing. He's another amoeba. <laughs> he's the same amoeba. Um, Staffordshire police responded to calls that the woman had been spotted in the water at Mill Lane, Great Haywood. Now, if I saw an elderly woman drowning in a canal, I think I'd help. Yeah. I don't know whether... We've had talks about fight or flight before, but a drowning old woman. No, that's different. You kind of be like, yeah, you, you don't feel like your life would ever be in danger at that point. No. You'd call it, but more like a courtesy call. Like, oh, but I'm going yeah. to, I you, might break this old woman as I'm pulling her out of a canal. You jump in. She and seems help to her want out, like, to live in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, she seems a bit amoebic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there she goes, and she, she's dividing. <laughs> She's evolving or devolving? I don't know yeah. what it's called. Mm. Um, so that's Stoke on Trent. <laughs> um, the other thing I found was, <laughs> you know, it's never too late to chase your dreams. We've already <laughs> gone over this um, with actors and so forth. Warren Clark, um, a resident of Texas, uh, applied to ISIS with a resume. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he sent them a resume saying, I am looking to get a position teaching English to students in the Islamic State. His cover letter read, I was born and raised in the US and have always loved teaching others and learning from others as well. My work background is largely in English and I consider working at the University of Mosul to be a great way of continuing my career. (laughs) No, you... I'm a well-motivated self-starter. <laughs> like everyone's got bullshit CVs. And if there was, if I was on the job site and there's a fucking, do you want to work for ISIS? Yeah. Well, times are tough. Yeah. 
It's better to be um, I'm employed by an evil organisation than unemployed. I don't want to live off the state. <laughs> um, he, yeah, and they found this out because a neighbourhood was taken over by ISIS fighters and when it was taken back by Iraqi forces, there were boxes of documents left behind. And that's how we received the cover letter and the resume. The cover letter. So they got the resume. Yeah. We will take it under consideration. Put it on the bottom of the pile. He's from Texas. We don't want a Texan. I've heard they're crazy. Previous experience teaching aerodynamics with the Taliban. Yeah, like oh, you know what? Uh, what was his, what was his opinions on what color of rainbow would you be? <laughs> I would be red, red. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, in really inane interview questions to join ISIS. There's a box of resumes to join ISIS. <laughs> Sat in, and they're carrying it around when they invade places. <laughs> Don't forget the documents. <clears throat> Hello, is this Warren? <laughs> you are through to the next round of the interview <laughs> process. <laughs> Come to Iraq. <laughs> In uh, his spare time, he enjoys creative writing and playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the resume attached to the cover letter included an email address, education, credentials, and work experience. <laughs> How do you get work experience? I worked in the Burger King for two years. <laughs> Uh, well, the re- a- yeah, they were able to use an assumed name, but they managed to, because of all this information, <laughs> they managed to figure out he's a 33-year-old University of Houston graduate. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Send him a resume. Jesus Christ. It's students, <laughs> isn't it? They're just so fucking naive. He's 33. He's older than <laughs> us. But it's just like, it's just... You just, I don't, I wouldn't expect, I to thought they fair, would have had like a, 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 a cloud, you know, some kind of online storage for these kind of purposes. To be fair, I wouldn't know how to join ISIS. Really? Yeah, you probably how have to do, do you it go like about through that? A, you have to have like, you have to know a guy who knows to a guy. Know a guy yeah. who knows a guy who can give your resume to them. <laughs> <laughs> he could proofread it for you, yeah. give you a second draft. Yeah. Well, no, don't put your photo on it. That's cheesy. Just take it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Don't do it in that font. They don't like that font. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a font that predicted 9-11? Do you remember it's like this? Windings or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, like, yeah, if you typed in... You type 9-11, there's like a plane <laughs> and two skyscrapers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because one is like a tower block. Yeah. And yeah, like a nine is just a plane. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And there was something about if you type in the plane number, like, which was just probably some bullshit number. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Nine eleven. Yeah. You, you convinced? <laughs> yeah. Sure. It was all done by Microsoft, was it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all done by that fucking paperclip. Yeah. Um, wasn't there a, <clears throat> there was a thing I read a few weeks ago saying there was a new Jihadi John. Do you know Jihadi John? <laughs> I knew Jihadi John. <laughs> I didn't know there was a second one. There's a new Jihadi John. Oh, he's like Jihadi Dave or whatever. <laughs> and um, like, <laughs> it came up because of his of his previous occupation. Everyone got obsessed with it. Like, the new Jihadi John is 
uh, a former bouncy castle salesman <laughs> <laughs> from Croydon or something. <laughs> Like he's bounced his way to the to the UAE. How did you get so enraged selling bouncy castles that you just need to go and fucking kill? Oh, everybody? mate, there's so much rage around bouncy castles. <laughs> I swear. One of the early articles I uh, did on the podcast was of uh, a bouncy castle that got loose and flew through the sky with a child on it. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, how amazing would it be to be that kid? For a while. For a minute. <laughs> You'd just be like, this is the best bouncy castle I've ever been on. Still bouncing and seeing the whole world disappear. <laughs> Getting overtaken by some pretentious Tesla going to space. <laughs> what? Why? 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 You, you've probably followed something like that, right? Yeah. He put his car in space. <laughs> Uh, was, yeah, like it's to test the range of the key fob. <laughs> to test the automatic parking. Can you get through the atmosphere? Can you park on Mars? Yeah, but, yeah. Wasn't um, it like they're going to it's Mars to test like a, uh, his new craft, which is like a heavy haulage craft, which they haven't See, really that, made that, something that, like that. Would that explain before. why they sent the craft up, but why a Tesla? Why because because he's Elon Musk. Like he made. Oh, we in fairness, he made a couple of million pounds last week selling flamethrowers because he felt like it oh yeah wasn't there something like he thinks the flamethrowers should throw bigger flames <laughs> and the government says no well they, <laughs> the government said um as long as the flames are i think they, they, they fire less than six feet or something like that then it's it's, it's perfectly legal to sell them Right. Apparently. So he decided, he was just But like, his was like 10 feet or something like that is what he was, there was an article arguing he thought it was safe enough to be bigger or something like that. Yeah, yeah. In, in a pretentious way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Actually, 10 feet is fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Elon Musk. I don't, I don't mind Elon Musk. He's just one of these guys that seems to do mental shit just because he can or just because he wants to. Like, he's, he's... Well, he just can't figure... He goes... It's, it's one of those things where he's doing so many things, I kind of get the impression he doesn't know what he wants to do. Like, he wants to build an underground car motorway. Yeah, yeah. That has, tube. like, shuttle things in, in LA. Mm. But he also wants to go to space. So he's like, I want to go down. No, I want to go up. He's trying to... And now he wants to do, like, electric boats. He's doing all these things. Well, right, so I watched this... I, I watched this video on... Like, it's called, like, Elon Musk's Economics or something like that. And it's it's interesting. Like the reason that the reason he's able to go like so he can launch a rocket into space for something like two two hundred and fifty grand or yeah. something like that, or it, it might even be a couple of million. It's because like, he recycles, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's because of because he was really responsible with his blue bins <laughs> and always puts his tin no, cans. Well, that's in that's his his gimmick is like, well, we send the rocket up, but we bring some of it back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. well, yeah, there there is that aspect of it, but there's also that. Um, he worked out that the reason space missions cost billions of pounds every time they want to do it is because NASA doesn't actually make the parts. They they make the rocket or the the ship, <laughs> but they buy in all the parts from all these other companies, and all that cost adds up. So in order to achieve, his his main thing is to get to Mars, but and but in order to do that, he has and to do it cheaply in a cost effective way, he has to learn about. You have to put a company. Tesla in it. 
<laughs> his, his company has to learn about all this other technology that's required in order to build these things that he wants to build mm. so they can make them themselves and do it cheaply and when you're making all this technology you have all of these other opportunities to make these other companies that spring off them because of the technology that you're making and the, and the fact that you can do it cheaply so you can make these ridiculous boring tunnels that use uh, like the, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, that use like vacuum systems and stuff because you need that technology to do your space shit so it's all kind of <laughs> <laughs> so it's it is it's all intertwined and it's 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 interesting but it just seems to kind of like find out like oh i can do this cheaply maybe i should do this and then he makes another company it's like you guys fuck off and do that eventually he's gonna run the fucking world well he's just an american version of dyson isn't he i don't know is he i think dyson's english i think yeah yeah or he's not american yeah no so his kind of he's ideas english. of taking over the world are my hoover's gonna have a ball on it <laughs> Yeah. What about a Hoover without a bag? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. That's how we do it on my spaceship. Yeah. Well, I'm going to send a car to Mars. Yeah. Well, you do. Well, you're going to send a Hoover, are you? Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be dusty. I'm going to get right in the corners. <laughs> I'm going to have a Hoover that you hold with one hand. That's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dyson. <laughs> Dyson's a really. It's quite a powerful adult name. It's a really annoying kid's name. <laughs> Shut up, Dyson. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, he's, he's, he's got a bag of popcorn, but the, he's opened it and it's burst all over the place. Yeah. One day I'll conquer bags. <laughs> <laughs> the sauce. <laughs> Dyson. <laughs> Friendly ghost. <laughs> Wasn't friends with Casper. Casper didn't like it. <laughs> Kept on trying to suck him up a vacuum cleaner. Oh. Anyway, away, away from me. Yeah, so Elon Musk wanted to go to Mars. Apparently, he's already there. Like, <laughs> no, no. stupid. He sent thing. a tweet like, or something. He's like, the, oh, we're already there. He sent, he sent the car there, or like sent sent it up there. It's like, well, we 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 almost got Mars, but yeah, it went a bit off kilter, and now <laughs> we're stuck in the asteroid belt. He's like, well, it's a good job you didn't send a fucking person, then, isn't it? Like, that's an idea of like that's that's a good idea of like of why we're still kind of quite far away from getting to Mars. Because you yeah. can't... It's it's a, it's a technological game of darts that everybody is <laughs> shit at playing. Like, Well, can, wasn't it like it would take years to get to Mars? And it seems like you did it in an evening. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of got to be like, we nearly got there. Yeah. Fair enough. I d- I, yeah. I, it just I think it was meant to take years to get there. It seemed like it's... I think, I think they were at the point where if they went to Mars, you can't come back. I think that was when I saw. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like... And you might not last even... Last night it was like, I'm going to Mars. Like, yeah, mate, yeah, I'm there. All right. <laughs> well, well I'm, my car's there. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, it's got remote drive. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fair enough, then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um... Oh, two coffees is way too many coffees. Is it <laughs> destroying you? It's <laughs> <laughs> not good. Um, all right, I'll start with this one. Uh, dog bites man, man bites dog, man gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> dog bites man, man, man bites dog, dog. Man, man gets arrested. arrested in for the clogs or something. <laughs> Can't um, a New Hampshire man has been charged with a New zip- Hamster man. <laughs> New Hampshire. I am New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire man has been Sorry. charged with resisting arrest and biting a police dog. Uh, police. 
Oh, God. The uh, fact that it was a police dog means it was probably self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> police said the man unsuccessfully tried to hide under a pile of clothes to evade arrest. <laughs> That, that's just that's just patronising. You know, you can successfully hide underneath a pile of clothes and be discovered. Yeah. They're saying that he couldn't even get under a pile of clothes. This guy was so inept. You could see his leg poking out. <laughs> he was shaking. He just left his face showing. It's like, that's the most obvious bit. <laughs> your face looks the least like a coat than the rest of your body. Um, unsuccessfully tried to hide under a pile of clothes to evade arrest over the weekend uh, and then put a police dog in a chokehold and bit it on the head Um, state police were asked to help to deal with a shooting on Sunday in Boscawen a town of about 4,000 residents they said two men in a home were wanted on outstanding warrants and both resisted arrest before one exchanged exchanged bites with the dog whose name is Vader (laughs) (laughs) Uh, police haven't released the guys names. Daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing is, is not possible. <laughs> I think you're not a real dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, they say the man that uh, who bit the dog faces charges, including resisting arrest, interfering with a police dog. <laughs> is that a thing? Interfering. interfering with a police dog. What? So if if a dog's reading the paper and you go, oi, 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 oi. You're, that's interfering. That's interfering with this. <laughs> I'm trying to read. <laughs> Dog trying to play kaplunk and and assaulting an officer. Now it doesn't say that he yeah. actually assaulted an officer. Are they considering the dog an officer? I guess so. Policeman dog. Yes, like, sir, dog. Mr. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think you could. Assaulting an officer. Though. Assault strange. officer's a bit strong. Yeah. Assaulting, assault. I'd go well, like, animal yeah, sure. cruelty, maybe. Yeah, but I think this I'm is sure, like a, but this is a said, special case. I doubt you, the dog gives a fuck if a person no, is biting but the person's it. got to know that there's a police dog and you're meant yeah. to not rugby tackle a police dog. He was, well, he was on the floor. He was hiding under clothes. I guess the dog came <laughs> up to it. He was just like, there's a bloke here. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Someone in here. And then the c- pile of clothes choked <laughs> out the dog and yeah. bit it. Yeah. So, you no, know, yeah, there's definitely assault, I'd call it. I'm not yeah. sure whether I'd call it an officer because I feel like some policemen aren't officers. Yeah. So I feel like, I always feel weird when a dog is given more <laughs> of a rank than someone. I might uh, be, it might be wrong. It might be that he assaulted an officer as well. Yeah, he was embarrassed. <laughs> so he punched a policeman. <laughs> Uh, both of them resisted arrest, uh, and one very strongly resisted arrest. He bit the dog. Both of them? There were two blokes. Oh, okay, not him and the dog. But this is just the one that was hiding under the clothes. Oh, okay. He's right, the okay. one that bit the dog. Right. Um, he bit the dog, the dog bit him, and then I tasered him. <laughs> um... Uh, if you get into a biting competition with the police dog, you're not going to win. They're pretty good at it. Pretty good at it. And that's, yeah, that's, that's the... That's it for that That's one. That's a weird raffle to enter. What? Isn't it? Like, guess how many beans, jelly beans in the pod. Try and outbite a police dog. <laughs> <laughs> Get into a biting contest with this trained dog <laughs> that thinks it's just having some fun. Yeah. <laughs> to him, it's like, yeah, playing uh, playing with a fucking Newton's cradle. Just click, click, yeah. click. And it's ripping your insides out. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> yeah. I get a gravy bone now. 
right. I get medical treatment. Yeah. Um, okay, a man who claims he lost his virginity to an alien at the age of 17 shares some very interesting details of his close encounters on Monday's episode of This Morning. Because uh, <laughs> that's... That's the people you want to be talking to. Yeah. Is the, what, like, it's like six in the morning until nine or ten. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, it's, uh, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby said, so, like, yeah, the same, like, oh, how many ghosts have you fucked? How many aliens have you fucked? <laughs> like, it's just how many things that aren't human have you fucked or that don't <laughs> exist? Yeah. Um, how much are you lying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, quite a lot. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Uh, David Huggins insists uh, to have fathered uh, hundreds of half-human babies after sli- <laughs> after sleeping with a busty alien named Crescent. I'm a good dad, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, fuck aliens, but, you know. Yeah. I, 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 hundreds I, of kids, but I know their names. Yeah. Well, a hundred. There's one and two <laughs> yeah. and three. I never forget. Yeah, yeah. I, I know their names. I don't know which ones they are. But I'm, yeah. Well, they're invisible to the human eye. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... <laughs> David said uh, he first met aliens when he was eight, but the things took a steamy turn when he was 17, and all events have inspired him to create artworks that show the contacts in graphic detail. He- <laughs> Do you want to see the image of me getting fucked by aliens? <laughs> I've painted it in my own fear. <laughs> wow, let's put you on television. That's great. Yeah, let's show you to the public. <laughs> yeah, at nine in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Gary from Sussex says he just vomited into his cornflakes. <laughs> he claims that he was in a woodland near the farm where he grew up when Crescent approached him and they had sex in the woods. I think she wears a wig. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, she was sturdy. Her skin didn't fall off, but I think she was wearing a wig. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't think that the weird luminescent curtains match the drapes. <laughs> uh, big black eyes and long black fingernails, he said. Uh, Phil asked, why do you think an alien would wear a wig? <laughs> <laughs> David believes that aliens wear wigs for aesthetic reasons, which is irrefutable. Why else would you wear a wig? Yeah, I mean, you can already biologically... Unless um, was... adapt to the human reproductive system to offspring a hundred babies. Well, this... <laughs> you can't grow hair. It depends what you consider a wig. If it's a wig of like bolognese and its mouth is on the top of its head, then you could mistake it what? eating. <laughs> <laughs> you could mistake it eating. What? Where have the... we gone? <laughs> but... <laughs> It depends what you mean by a wig, because if you've got bolognese on your head and your mouth is in the middle. <laughs> no, but if it's a wig made of food, if it's if it's an edible thing, like, because yeah. I'm trying to think of a reason other than an aesthetic reason as to why they would wear a wig. Yeah. So, yeah. It, for sustenance, if it, if whatever it is that's on its head, it's, in, it's ingesting at the same time. Obviously, you eat your wig. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, like a form of a habitat for a smaller being. <laughs> you know, yeah. you had that, that, yeah. that little frog thing inside of alien, of the alien yeah. things, xenomorphs. Yeah. Maybe there's like a, you know, maybe a little, it's a filter. Like, maybe they breathe through the tops of their heads. I mean, like, the pollution in this planet's like awful. Air pollution. <laughs> like, you never, you don't know the cleanliness of the planet that they come from. 
<laughs> could, could be far less toxic. They fuck. They this wear place fucking stinks. Let's breed. <laughs> <laughs> they wear face masks in fucking China. They could be breeding with this guy to try and come up with some weird super alien that's that's that, Chinese that can that can live longer <laughs> with the effects of air pollution. I don't know. I'm going. It's a weird direction. <laughs> Taking it really. <laughs> Uh, moving on to describe how he fathered alien babies, he said, they're all in glass cases stacked on top of each other. Oh my god. <laughs> don't worry, they're all in an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> Why? They just are. Are you sure you're not just a fish enthusiast? <laughs> um, so how come aliens choose a guy who works in a deli in New Jersey to appear to? Philip asked the man who appears in the documentary Love and Saucers, which I'm definitely going to watch. Saucers. Um, uh, I was always there for a reason and I would do whatever they asked me to do, David answered, which is frightening. Um, uh, Holly, who seemed very sceptical of David's claims, wondered why he'd not had any photographic evidence uh, after decades of alien encounters. Why, why not take a photo and then that's proof, she demanded. To which David replied, yeah, I no. might try next time. <laughs> so, no, nah, well, they had that. reflective material in their wigs. You just see, all <laughs> yeah. you see is a bright white flash. Yeah, they're allergic to cameras yeah. or something. To reflection. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good point. <laughs> but why didn't you? It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. you do next time probably yeah i'll I'll, yeah i'll think about it yeah yeah i mean i'm already on tv which is nice because he's not he's not bullshitting you he's just like oh i never thought of that (laughs) i don't use my phone much (laughs) Um, any any particular filter you'd like me to use while we're here talking about the subject i like sepia (laughs) um (laughs) This one's unfortunate. Um, A New York lottery winner who used some of his million-dollar prize money to pay for a visit to the doctor was told he had stage four cancer and died several weeks later. (laughs) Celebrate! (laughs) Uh, Guess what? It's all over. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) David Savastano, who won a million dollars playing New York's lottery Merry Millionaire game, Merry Millionaire, (laughs) um, said on collecting his prize, he'd bought the ticket on a whim and hoping hoping the money would change his life for the better. (laughs) Being a self-employed carpenter, I didn't really have a plan for retirement. Doesn't matter, really. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. Worry about that pension. <laughs> <laughs> Savastano told WBNG at the time, uh, the money will the money will help with that. I don't have any other extravagant plans. I'll buy a truck, pay off some debt, and invest for the future. In addition to thinking about uh, using his new fortune to book a vacation and buy himself a truck, the self-employed carpenter also took the opportunity to pay a visit to the doctor, something he had previously not been able to afford. Uh, but during his appointment, the doctor told Savastana, that, who had reportedly been feeling unwell for some time, that he had stage four cancer in his lungs and brain. The 51-year-old died just three weeks after winning the jackpot and getting his diagnosis. Now, in that situation, I'm not sure if I'd have rather won the money at all. Would you rather have, have won that money and then been you like... I might better buy a new body. Will he... Give me your lungs, I'll give you a million pounds. Well, he died. Oh, yeah. So obviously you couldn't do that. Like, would you rather have those last three weeks and then suddenly, like, that's it? Or would you rather, like, have the million dollars? 
but by the way, you're going to be dead in three weeks. I'd like to have the, the, the confused, perplexed look on my face. It's like, <laughs> why give me something good and then something bad and then just die? <laughs> kind of, kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like, it's, I wonder if he found it funny. <laughs> Probably not. Probably through phases. A little bit where it became funny and then it stood, yeah. was not funny at all. And then it became funny again. Yeah. Oh, I never planned for the future. And now I've got the money for a future, but now <laughs> I don't have, have a future. future. <laughs> oh, isn't it ironic? <laughs> I could pay Natalie and Brulio to sing that at my bedside. Yeah. That'd be it. She'd be really confused because it's not her song. You can sing it. Hola, friends. How was that? Is that okay for you? Nick had to make a mad dash because it turns out that two pints of coffee at seven o'clock in the evening will just disappear straight through you. Um, so we ended slightly abruptly, but I don't think it's too noticeable. Um, thanks for listening again, uh, and last week, uh, and every week. Thanks for sticking with us and keeping on going. Uh, if you want to get in touch at all, we are at Pulling Teeth Pod on Twitter. We are also uh, available via email, uh, podcast at pullingteeth.audio. Um, so feel free to dive right into the conversation if you if it's really a conversation that you want to be a part of. And um, come and have some fun with us. Have good times. Have 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 enjoyable times. Yes. Good words, Steve. Goodbye. Tara till next week. Thanks. See you later. Bye. <laughs>